Wendy and I were going for a walk the other day, and I realized that, uh, well, number one, I didn't have a mask on at all, and I'm trying to follow those types of directives. I went back to the house. I got my cloth mask made by one of you, I might add. Thank you very much. And then I thought about how I had uh, gotten fairly close to folks uh, the other day. And so then I decided to go back to the house and put on my three-ply paper mask and then my cloth mask over it. Why? I wanted to be safe. I want to continue to be doing the life-saving work of being safe. Well, I know that we're all finding ourselves in those situations, perhaps daily, where we're trying to weed through all the information coming at us. We're trying to figure out who's going to lead us, who has the facts, who actually has done the hard work of separating the facts from the other fiction, you might say, that might be circling around these days. Babe, would you read to us, please, from the Gospel of John? A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God! Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be truly acceptable to you, our strength, our rock, our creator, our redeemer. Amen. Well, thanks again to Wendy today for reading to us from the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter. And it really is in the very, very latter part of the Gospel of John that we hear again. And it's this is another uh, uh, kind of a uh, the, the, the next chapter in the Easter story. John tells us that it's a week later that the disciples are, are gathered. Uh, uh, and, and again, we need to give these guys some, uh, some credit here because last couple weeks they've been behind locked doors for fear of the Jews. And this week John tells us they were just behind closed doors. So <laughs> maybe uh, maybe we are making a bit of headway here. And that's really what I wanted to share with you, a few thoughts about that this morning. Well, if you've been watching the evening news, if you've been listening to the radio, uh, I don't know how many people do that anymore. Maybe you've been uh, reading and listening to podcasts. There's a lot of good um, articles out there, uh, especially by the Washington Host by uh, BuzzFeed, by Bloomberg, by CNN. Fox News has some good reporting as well. There's all kinds of articles every day. And I don't know about you, but it's becoming a full-time job just to keep up with all the changes in the world as well. You read the same articles I read. 
you've seen that there are there is uh, a, a vast disagreement among Americans right now as to when our economies, when uh, when the world should should open up, when people should go back to work, when shops should open. You know as well as I do that uh, uh, there's just a vast disagreement. Uh, as a matter of fact, just as of yesterday, according to a poll, 61% of Americans still feel that we should be um, uh, being careful, uh, observing social distancing, that we should be very wise and basically stay home, stay home and uh, uh, be safe and not put the most vulnerable at risk right now. There, of course, are many others. Uh, if you have access to the internet or, or the evening news, actually the internet, you've got a lot more resources there. Open it up, look at all the pictures, read some of the stories nationwide now, whether it's Texas or New Jersey or Florida, it doesn't matter. You're going to see all kinds of protests going on. Michigan, lots of protests going on to uh, open up the state to go back to work. Um, and uh, obviously, there's all kinds of theories about who's actually behind these uh, protests and things like that. But either way, there there is vast disagreement among Americans right now about who should be calling the shots. And that's really what we're talking about today. Who's going to lead us during this very difficult time in our lives? Who is going to step up, make wise decisions, uh, consult with other people, and actually be a wise, trustworthy leader in our lives today? And what a better time during this Eastertide for us to be looking for that kind of a leader in our lives as well. As we step into that room with the disciples this week, that they were having conversations about what they were going to do next. According to John, they'd been huddling, staying close to each other, perhaps making plans for about a week now as to where they would go and what they would do. I'm sure someone had said, Jesus had told them clearly, meet me in Galilee, meet me in Galilee, and then we'll gather, we'll talk about what's going to be next. Now, I know I'm taking uh, a bit of license right now as I kind of um, uh, add to this story as well. But as my dad used to say, people are people. They were looking for a leader, no doubt. If you continue to read in the Gospel of John just a little bit farther, Peter steps up and says, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm going fishing. Uh, anybody with me? And of course, several stepped up and said, you know what? Fishing is what we know how to do, so we're with you. They probably wanted to get out into the world. They wanted some exercise. They wanted some normalcy in their lives as well. And so this week, they're behind closed doors, and Jesus shows up again, actually. Thomas is there. This is that story of, in the Gospel of John where uh, quite often a preacher will talk about whether or not uh, we should believe things, whether we see them or not. John uh, uh, refers to Thomas, and this is, this is the story, of course, that's uh, followed Thomases around their whole lives about whether or not they're a doubter or whether or not they're a believer. But I still believe that uh, this Thomas in this story is, speaks for many, many, many of us uh, in our daily lives and maybe even at a time like this. But again, here's the disciples gathered behind closed doors. Maybe they were 
Who knows, maybe they were gathered around a table and they were making plans for the future. But they were looking for leadership. They were looking for someone who, for whom they could trust. They were looking for a way out, you might even say, a way for this next chapter in their lives to be the very best that it could be. I thank you for the Gospel of John. And then he reminds us that, you know, so many more things were written in this story that we do not even know about. I like to say to people when I'm leading a Bible study, you know, I'm always interested in that white space between the words and that white space between all the sentences and the paragraphs. What really happened there? I think it's fair and I think it's a good thing for us to remind ourselves that people are people even way back then. People had wants, they had desires. They wanted to break out of what was holding them back and they wanted to move ahead. And these disciples, these closest friends of Jesus were no different. So they were looking for that leadership. They were looking for God's mighty way to take them into the future. So where does that leave us today? Where does that where is it taking us in this exciting time of Easter? Well, I know if, uh, especially if you uh, are a Georgian, um, perhaps by the time you're hearing this sermon, uh, the country will, uh, the, 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 the state will have begun to open up the bowling alleys, the tattoo parlors, I heard, the nail parlors, the places where you could get your hair done, and then even restaurants and uh Places like that are planned to follow as well. And of course, if you've been reading anything, you realize there's a lot of pushback on this as well. Will it be safe? I saw one story, I believe it was on NBC News, where uh, these these owners of a uh, nail salon, they've decided that regardless of what uh, the governor is saying that they, they've decided that uh, they're not going to open, that they want to they continue to do the life-saving work of uh, staying home and of uh, keeping people away from each other. They've actually put up signs. They've actually taped up huge signs all over their front windows. Please do the life-saving work of staying at home as well. So who's going to lead us during this time? Well, I believe that God's promises are always the best place to lean on. God's promises are always the best place to go when we're looking for answers. God's promises are always the best thing to lean on and rest in when we find ourselves at a time when we are actually surrounded by all these competing stories. I can remember one story that I read. The gentleman referred to what's currently going on, the battles between individuals, the White House, governors, mayors, everyone. This ongoing battle about how we go forward. A really good place, I think, is to go back to God's promises. I'm reading to you from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29. For thus says the Lord, Only when Babylon's 70 years are completed will I visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, plans to give you a future with hope. Then you call on me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me if you seek me 
with all your heart. You Bible scholars know that these words come to us from the prophet Jeremiah. God's people found themselves actually in this particular case. They, uh, they had been uh, taken from their own homes uh, uh, thousands of miles. They'd been put into a place that wasn't home at all for them. They were not sure what was waiting for them in their future. They were not sure what would be next. And the prophet Jeremiah, speaking for God, says to them, in the midst of this place that has you bound, in the midst of this place that it seems like a prison that you're in, I will come to you. I have have plans for you. I have a future for you. I will come to you and I will lead you home. I will lead you back to the place where I want you to be. But in order for you to know that, you'll need to seek me with all of your heart. And so, friends, as we continue to navigate this Eastertide season, and I know it certainly is an odd Eastertide season for us as well, and as we continue to navigate the coming days and as we continue to be surrounded by information that we're just bombarded with about what's happening in the world and who's going to make decisions about our future and where we're headed next and who's going to lead us, I continue to ask you to join me to continue to fall back on God's promises, continue to seek God in our prayers each day, continue to lift up our health care workers and all in need as well, but continue to rest confidently in God's leadership, continue to rest confidently in what God has in store for us as well. I think it's good for us to read and for us to be aware of all of the, the various opinions and all the things that are, are, are coming our way, but to ultimately put our hopes, our trust, our assurance, our confidence in God's leading and his loving and his planning, his planning and purpose for our future. Oh God, we continue to pray and to ask you, the, you to be with us this day. Give us strength, give us guidance, Guide us, O Lord, to be patient and loving and kind with all those around us. And help us, O Lord, to carefully and wisely make decisions about where you want us to go. Who will lead us, O God? You will lead us. It's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen.